Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. Got an amazing Wednesday show lined up for you today. Sorry, I was so excited at the top. Uh, can barely contain myself. Quick uh, bit of, of uh, housekeeping here. Bobathy, if you'll put that pic up on screen, uh, our new show, scripted uh, romance novels for dudes, is number 10 on the iTunes charts right now. Give it a quick download and help drive it to number one. We beat Marvel. We beat uh, all of Amazon and Audio Chuck stuff today. It'd be great to see it at number one. So please go out and download the Romance Novels for Dudes, which is out today. Speaking of romance, D'Anthony, our guest today is Ari Nagel, the man who has fathered over a 100 children we talked about this guy uh a while back on fake news he's now here on the show yeah a prolific masturbator i guess you could say well we're gonna find out today we're gonna find out are you doing this god's way which is just uh having sex are you you jacking off into a jar i think the medical term is slamming ass okay slamming ass so anyways yeah ari which way you doing that it varies, but generally I'm trying to do it uh, not the old-fashioned way, but in a cup. Oh, in a cup. All right. It's a lot more efficient. It is, but I mean, don't you miss the element of clapping cheeks and getting some eye contact before one of your children goes out Do you to realize the world? how rare eye contact is in nature? Really? That's a Dwight Schrute quote. Oh, God. I don't need it. I don't need it. I'm not one of those guys who watches The Office every day. Ari, uh, how many of these women have you actually physically had sex with? Oh, probably with, uh, we're talking about over 100 baby mamas, and I would probably say somewhere between one dozen and two dozen, but probably closer to a dozen. Okay, so to a dozen, so you got 12 knocked up in person. Uh, by the way, really want to compliment you on your laid back uh, uh, attitude today. You've got a wife beater on. It appears as if maybe you're in uh, South Florida somewhere. That's my guess. I am in Miami, and uh, I went out on the jet ski yesterday, and I'm well done on both sides. So I'm I'm ready to go back to New York. I got a flight back tonight, and I'm burnt to a crisp. <laughs> I, I thought I schmutzed up and smeared all this sunblock. I don't think it made any bit of difference. When you're out on the water, I was just baking. Yeah, now are you there for work, um, uh, you know, sex, or are you there for, for other things? Because I know you're a mathematician. I came here to drop something off. So, uh, <laughs> It was a a beautiful Brazilian uh, young lady, and uh, she was ovulating. Uh, She called me uh, Saturday night, said that uh, she tested positive. So I booked out a flight right then and there and flew out a couple hours later. And um, and we tried uh, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Uh, So was that in person or was that in a cup? You know, generally I'm trying to... uh, do it in a cup because if i'm helping more than one woman a month as i am now it's a little challenging to protect myself and protect the other women so with the, the the cup is just the safest method so that's generally how i'm conceiving these days okay so so with the the beautiful brazilian you're not in the same room or anything uh you're just kind of down there boom in a cup and then you're out of there on a flight home uh, well, we spent the three days together, but uh, while I was here, I also went to visit some kids because I have 12 kids in Florida. 
So I got to spend the time and do uh, uh, homework. We practiced our sight words last night and uh, with a five-year-old, my daughter, Grace. I got to see Max. And, uh, of course, uh, I have kids spread out all over the state, so all the way from Jacksonville uh, all the way on down to South Florida. Um, and then I got to visit a whole bunch of friends while I was here because, of course, uh, my visit here only requires me to um, you know, work two minutes a day. But the, the other... 24 hours roughly i'm free to just uh, enjoy yeah but are you really working i mean when you're doing what you love you never work a day in your life yeah it's a pleasure it's not work it's yeah ab- absolutely uh where does one take 12 kids in florida do you guys hop on down to olive garden do, do all the moms get together do they know you uh do you go see gators there's a nice uh all up and down jacksonville there's a bunch of gators there yeah, but um, they're spread out all over the uh, state, so it's hard to get the, them together. Last month, I went to visit my uh, daughter, Annabelle, in Sarasota. Um, I was also in Jacksonville last month visiting my daughter, Callie. I have a couple of kids in Orlando, including a new one that was born last month. Uh, but they sometimes get together if there's a birthday party, um, as there was in August for a, a four-year-old. There were some other four- and five-year-olds. Uh, there was another birthday party in September in Orlando that a couple of the other kids attended. So even if I missed the birthday party, sometimes they might invite the other kids that are in nearby in the same state uh, and they to join. Okay. Okay. And how do you get started in something like this? Because I've discussed this numerous times uh, on another show about Nick Cannon. So Nick Cannon uh, just had his 10th kid, which let's face it, uh, it's 90 less than you. So you're the, you're the God well, King. Well and just to give you an idea, in 2022, I had 20 children so far. And the year's not over yet. I still got a few months left. <laughs> you sure do. Is there a number you're trying to hit here? What's, what's the deal? Yeah, what's the, what's the goal? What's the life goal here? My goal was reached already <laughs> a couple of years ago. I think, um, you know, you want to have a boy, you want to have a girl. You know, I don't know if you really need more. I mean, once I have a dozen... You know, uh, I think I surpassed all the goals I had. I think in the end, this woman that reached out to me from Brazil who asked me for help, uh, she's 38 years old and she's going to be having her first child. So I think it's less about hitting a number that I have in mind, but more about uh, hitting number one for her and uh, allowing her to experience motherhood. So it was never really about a number for me. I think the number that matters most to me is uh, my age. I turned 47 in August. So I don't know how much longer. I think it's already probably inappropriate for me to be jerking off in public restrooms. So there's got, certainly, I don't want to be doing this when I'm 50. No, I understand. And, and, and is that your goal then, is to make enough money to retire? Because one would assume you're getting paid for this and, uh, and quite handsomely. Uh, no, that's not the understanding at all. Uh, this woman from Brazil gave me back and refunded me uh, what I paid for the flight. And she took me to Golden Corral this morning, which was very generous. She insisted on paying, but uh, there was no uh, money exchanged. Uh, she uh, is not reimbursing me. Uh, I never charged any of the mothers that I'm helping. Now, what did you get at Golden Corral? I hit the buffet. I went yeah. For sure, yeah, but what did you get on What did you get, though? Did you get that popcorn shrimp, dog? I didn't order a drink. That's an upcharge. I tried to get her to say, let's go as seniors because then we get the free drink. But she insisted that we just go as uh, regular people. But usually I get the senior discount. They're not so strict. Um, (laughs) 
you know, I like to get there right before dinner starts, you know, so you pay the lunch price, but then you eat the dinner menu, but uh, she had to get her eyelashes done, so she couldn't hang out. So uh, what did I eat? I ate a little bit of everything, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I got my money's worth. I, go, I went for the tuna. I feel like that's a price per pound. I could probably eat $10 worth of tuna. Yeah, yeah, I bet you could. Guy like you, of course, man. Um, when you started doing this, if it isn't for money, do you just enjoy knowing that you have a hundred plus children that are living in the world? I'm not, um, listen, if you, uh, I think ask any one of these over a hundred baby mamas, what's their life's greatest purpose in this world. And I don't think any of them will hesitate. They're all going to say straight up. Oh, my life's greatest purpose is my baby girl, or, you yeah. know, or my, my little prince. And knowing that I was able to help play a small role in helping to give all of these beautiful families, uh, you know, uh, you know, help them grow, uh, I think brings me certainly a lot of satisfaction. But there's no like power trip in it of like, all right, I've I've spread my seed to all these people, and when I leave this earth, there's going to be two hundred of me running around here, and I and I feel like I've done all that I can. No, that never really uh, entered the equation for me. I think uh, when I'm dead, I'm dead. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I think, I don't know, is Genghis Khan enjoying the fact that he had so much progeny? Yeah, I don't know. I think he's dead. I don't think he's thinking about it. Uh, uh, great question. We, we talk about him all the time. <laughs> how many kids did he have? I think, I don't know how many kids he had, but he's got like 15 million. I don't think paternity tests were invented then, so yeah, it's hard to say. He, I don't know he, if they were confirmed. But I don't the, know if any of these concubines were cheating with their boyfriend on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his, I mean, his me and 23 was all of his swords, but yeah. Uh, but it's um, the, so our DNA records today show he's got about 15 million living descendants. Okay. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, but what is that really bringing to his table? I mean, he's dead, so does it really matter? Uh, well, a lot of people care about their legacy, right? It's yeah. the reason we have surnames in the first place. The reason we have a last name is well, because people remember Genghis Khan. Do you know who the second most prolific person was? Uh, during the time period, no. Nobody no. knows. Period. Nobody really knows the number two. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. So yeah. My right. legacy is going to be long gone and forgotten. Oh, no, I don't. I don't know anybody else that has a hundred children. Actually, so maybe you do win. Well, no, there's that, like uh, there's you know, a, it's an interesting mix. It's like Mormons and um, and some Saudi sheiks and then uh, <laughs> some Thai kings and uh, uh, I think there's some African kings in there that uh, you know are quite prolific. Sure, yeah, there's a lot of them. There's another guy who's rumored to have up to a grand uh, thousand worth of, of children right now. How do you live then to support yourself if it's not through your cock? I am a college professor, so I teach mathematics and computer science at a university in uh, Brooklyn, and I've been there for over 20 years. So I got class tomorrow at 1130. I also have an IVF at uh, 10 o'clock, so it's going to be a little tight. Uh, but I'm going to try and go to the clinic and then hustle over to class. Yeah, yeah it makes sense, obviously. Um, and with that, you've got tenure at the university. I'm assuming they can't fire you. Have they ever had a conversation with you that, that was like, hey, dude, what are you doing here, Ari? Uh, why are you having so many kids and flying all around the United States to get these women pregnant? Uh, you know, the communications department uh, asked me to maybe just not mention the school, you know, but I think they respect the fact that it's my private life and uh, my professional life and uh, just keep it separate. Um, I think uh, the chair of my department 
you know, brought me into the office, uh, but it was more as a part of a, like a motherly role concerned mm. about, you know, her kids are grown. So my kids are all young. If there's an issue, you give them a lolly and then they go back and, all, you know, all's well in the world. But, uh, you know, her kids are older and I think the problems are more complex and more dynamic and less easily solvable. So I think that was her concern that maybe I'm able to handle it now. But when these kids are in their 20s and 30s and uh, it's going to be a little bit more challenging. Yeah, sometimes there's just not enough lollies in the world, you know. Um, and, and with that, uh, how old is your oldest? He is 19, and uh, I messaged him today and told him how much I miss him, and I can't wait to see him at Newark Airport tonight at 11 o'clock when I land, but I don't think he was falling for that. <laughs> I'm not getting no pickup. Oh, you're not getting the pickup? Is he is he throwing bags? Is he a handler? Or? Well, I bought this last-minute flight coming here, and it was a 6 a.m. flight because she had tested positive a few days earlier than she thought she would. So I bought this last-minute flight for 6 a.m. from Jersey, uh, so I had to wake him up at four in the morning to come take me to the airport because the public transportation just isn't good. And yeah. I'm trying to make it as affordable as possible for the woman who is going to be reimbursing me for my expenses. So spending a $90 cab to the airport really isn't a good option. So uh, I woke him up and he drove me to the airport, but he wasn't happy about it. So I'm going to I think I see a bus in my future. Oh, boy. In Newark? I, I don't know what's more dangerous, the, the bus in Newark, New Jersey, or having 100 kids coming after you for money later on in life um is there any child support involved in any of this or is there contracts signed that that uh that state that you don't have to send any financial support i don't require a contract uh, so uh, uh, that's certainly not something i ask for but some of the mothers have asked me to sign a contract but not generally um uh, some of the mothers went back on their word and uh, sued me for child support but the vast majority of them were honest so i'm paying uh, child support for around nine of the children but uh, the others are really all voluntary. So if I have any money left over, uh, I'll do my best to try and help out any way I can. But unfortunately, it's minimal because the vast majority of my income is going to these nine children. Now, how do you decide whether it, you um, <clears throat> use the cup or uh, just cream pies, right? Like, what's, how do you decide the two between the two? Rather? Yeah, do you leave the option up to them? Uh, you know... I- my first couple of kids were more or less conceived the old-fashioned way. I didn't really know there was another way. I wasn't familiar that you could put sperm in a cup and then they could put it inside. And it works just as well as if we had sex. So that was really where the vast majority of the uh, old-fashioned uh, conceptions took place. Uh, lately, I think in the past uh, probably uh, five years, uh, maybe two children were conceived the old-fashioned way. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Now you're supporting nine of them. How are you doing that on a professor's salary? Uh, if you don't mind me asking, because one would think that's pretty costly versus what you're actually making a year. It is around half my salary is garnished, and of course, I live in New York City, which is just an expensive city. Yep. Yeah. So I, I do struggle financially, but uh, I certainly feel very rich. You know, I think there's all different ways to measure wealth. And perhaps if you look at my bank account, it looks like I'm very poor. But, um, you know, I, I look at how much love and joy I have in my life, and I certainly don't feel poor. Have, let, me ask, let me ask. We have some people in the audience <clears throat> asking questions. The first one is, um, have you fathered more males or females? Hmm, that's a great question. It, we're at 66 girls and 63 boys so it's really half and half and it changes 
Interesting. Ah, yeah, that is interesting. Um, that it's a, it's almost a 50-50 on that. So if you're at 66, all right, so you're looking at 129 kids right now. Uh, 20 were due. It's 127, but I know the gender of some of the ones that are in the oven. Mm. Oh, gotcha, Fair gotcha, enough. gotcha. Um, and have, have any of them passed away? I know that sounds dark, but uh, one would imagine that not all of them would take. Uh, as far as miscarriages, yes, yeah. miscarriages are quite common, especially as the women get older, then miscarriages are more likely. Certainly in the first trimester, around 85% of miscarriages really happen in that first trimester. Mm-hmm. Once they make it past that 15th week, uh, then generally they'll <laughs> often carry the term. Uh, I did have two children die after they were born, um, but that's to be expected, I think. One was in Africa, and I think was was just poor medical care. I'm pretty sure if this woman gave birth in in the U.S., uh, the kid would have been healthy. Uh, and then the other one was just uh, mom had preeclampsia, and uh, uh, it was born premature and uh, lived for around five weeks before it needed surgeries, and uh, then it ended up uh, passing. And uh, it was pretty traumatic. I think there's no greater pain. Yeah. But uh, in the end, uh, we just tried again, and then she was able to carry the term, and now she has a healthy baby girl. Okay. Yeah, because you know, one would think with that many children, uh, obviously, they're probably not all going to make it. Uh, and how are these women finding you personally? Are you finding them? No, I'm not uh, paying for any Google AdWords or advertising anywhere. They reach out to me. Uh, this woman in Brazil, she was... I think she's converting to judaism so she said she googled jewish sperm donor and uh and then my name showed up and that's why she reached out to me but it varies i think uh you know i have this movie that's coming out it'll be premiering in the austin film festival so i imagine there might be some people that watch this documentary about me and then they might be a want to be a single mother by choice or maybe a lesbian couple would see that and reach out to me so to, someone's listening to this podcast and they may decide to reach out and say, hey, wait a minute. Uh, So I think a a lot of what I'm doing is just uh, bringing awareness to the different reproductive options that uh, women have. Sure. Um, And speaking of which, that that film is coming out here in a couple weeks, which which we'll be at. Uh, Tell everybody the name of this this documentary. Um, It premiered in Israel because it was Israeli filmmakers in May. And there they called it Ari and the Holy Sperm. (laughs) I don't really know where they were going with that. Uh, but luckily, now that it's bring, coming to the U.S. and it'll be premiering in Austin on the 29th and the 31st, uh, they changed up the name and they called it The Baby Daddy. Oh, The Baby Daddy. That's great. I like that. Yeah, that sounds a lot I more like a, a rom-com, doesn't it? Yeah. I could see Jay, like an older Jay Baruchel playing you as you know yourself traveling around the country knocking up these women. Um, but the, the, it's interesting. You talked about religion. Um, has there any, anybody that's ever turned you down because of your religion? You know, I think women choose me for a variety of reasons. Uh, sometimes if they're looking for the Jewish sperm, they might reach out to me. Uh, 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 they turning me down. I I imagine they just wouldn't reach out to me, but, uh, you know, sometimes it's just because I'm tall or blue eyes uh, so a lot of times it's just some kind of physical characteristic that i'm they're looking at i mean it might even be a heterosexual couple and then they want someone that looks like their husband so that when the kid's born it it won't look awkward so or if there's a lesbian couple then you want the woman the 
the sperm donor to look a little bit like her partner who's not going to be the one carrying so that the child will look like both of theirs. So a lot of times it's physical characteristics, but it varies. And sometimes it's interesting to hear the different reasons that they chose me. Sometimes it's because I'm a math professor and they struggle with math. So they want their kid to be good at math. <laughs> sometimes I had a woman say, you know, it looks like you have a very big heart uh, and, and I want my child to be kind. So that's why I'm choosing you. So it, it's so always interesting to hear why they choose me. Yeah, I that, think, uh, it, probably the number one reason they're choosing me is because it's free. Oh, it's well, it's free. Gotcha. Yeah, because usually that you got to pay for that, right? Um, yeah. And Do it's you, what ten uh, k uh, for a dude? I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, now unvaccinated sperm is worth a lot more than people that got vaccinated, right? Right. On the open market, so. Yeah. Yeah. Do you take any, uh, speaking of drugs, do you take any performance enhancers now? No, I, I'm not taking any performance enhancing uh, drugs. I, I don't know if that would uh, increase my sperm count. Uh, I, I was vaccinated and I'm happy to report that it did not affect my fertility. I had over 30 children born in 2021 and uh, um, 20 children born in 2022 so far. And those were two of some of my best years. In fact, in 2021, I had over 30 children born on four different continents. Well, uh, look, you're entering the prime of your life. You've got you know, two of your best years here. What are you hoping for in 23? Is there, a, is there a goal in mind, a magic number you'd like to hit as far as children uh, for 2023? Yeah, 23 and 2023, I think sounds catchy. Uh, yeah. Of course, I, I got a couple in the oven already. I got around 10 kids on the way, so some of them are already doing 2023. But I, I think I've been slowing down a little bit. Um, uh, I think in the end, Probably it's best, perhaps, if uh, some of these women find someone younger. Uh, I think it'll be a little more difficult for me to say no if uh, I already have children with the, a woman and she wants another child by the same father. Uh, so I think it'll probably be some kind of phased retirement where I slowly, uh, you know, start limiting uh, who I'm helping. But uh, right now I'm helping anyone who asks. If there's a cock hall of fame, I, I would like yours to be bronzed and then hung up there. Uh, you know, and kind of like a, a Cooperstown sitch, because the way you're talking right now is if you're a, a Lance Armstrong or a, a Jordan or uh, Joey Chestnuts, um, you know, some of the best uh, athletes in the world. Is that how you view yourself? Because the words and phrases you're using, that certainly sounds uh, like it. Oh, well, thank you. That's that, but very kindly. I as much as i like to think i'm ejaculating more than anyone else i'm pretty sure that there's a host of guys um ejaculating more than me uh, i'm not quite sure what the sport is uh but you know uh, these are these are human beings these are lives it's not a sport it's not a game uh these are beautiful families that i'm helping grow uh, so I'm not, I'm not looking at it as a sport no, I, I understand that. Dan and I view sex as a sport. Um, we call it sport fucking. Um, and, yeah. and that's just for it's us. It's really my only exercise. I feel like uh, I'm doing like an intense two-minute workout every single day. and It's helping keeping me in shape. Yeah, like Tabata, right? Yeah, yeah. It's exactly like Tabata. Except for at the end, you come. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. Uh, how many of you have you popped off in a day? How many kids do you think you popped off in one day? What's your day record? Yeah, I mean, how many ejaculations? Yeah. You know? The, the problem is, is that uh, even if I could do uh, physically three ejaculations a day, uh, the sperm count uh, 
is much less for the second and third. So you really want to abstain for two to three days in between ejaculations to maximize that uh, sperm count. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and then there's also where you don't want it to go too long either. So you really don't want it to go more than a week between ejaculations. Otherwise, even though the count might be high, not a lot of them will be swimming. So the motility will suffer. So, so it, in the end, I'm really trying to do uh, one every other day, but uh, sometimes you have two women ovulating the same day and you got to go twice in one day. So I'll break it up and maybe do one in the morning and one in the evening. But uh, in the end, ultimately, the more time you have in between ejaculations, the more sperm that they'll be. So when I ask about performance enhancer, I guess I didn't really mean um, like Viagra or anything like that. I'm talking about strategies or drugs or, or whatever supplements that make you have a higher sperm count, I guess, is what I was referring to. Actually, the, I'm visiting a friend now, and uh, he developed a pill called Sperm XL, and uh, he marketed it and asked me to make a commercial for him, so mm -hmm. I helped him promote it. Uh, but that was as a favor to a friend. Um, you know, I'm sure it has all good vitamins and nutrients that you might need. Uh, I try and stay hydrated, you know, and I'm sure good rest, you know, just being healthy. And uh, But a lot of it probably is just hereditary. I'm one of seven, so I think my father probably has a good sperm count, too. Is he still alive? Are your parents still alive? And if so, do they talk to you about what you're doing? Uh, my dad turns 80 uh, this year, and my mom turns 75. They're married over 50 years, and I think uh, all my four brothers and two sisters are married in very traditional relationships with children uh, and families. And uh, I think my parents struggle to understand the modern family that I've helped create. And I think in many ways, they're ashamed, perhaps, of uh, my lifestyle. Uh, of course, they're also very devout religious Jews. So I think that also poses some challenges. And I think they explore a little bit of that in the documentary that's coming out later this month. Yeah. And uh, I but we still get along. We love each other. I love them. They love me. They're just not supportive. Gotcha. And I'm assuming you can't bring, you know, all 129 kids to Thanksgiving. You probably don't have the space for that at mom and dad's house, right? Yeah. Um, 127. But uh, yeah. the yes, uh, no, my parents have met some of my children, but of course they have 28 grandchildren without me. So I think that keeps them busy. They spent the holidays. So with a lot of them, oh, my Kids are not as welcome. I don't think my parents are particularly close with any of my children, but that's okay. I understand where they're coming from. Uh, I grew up in a very, a very old fashion, and uh, you know, I don't really. It doesn't um, bother me. I understand uh, and respect their decision. Yeah, because I mean, look, we would be willing to fund a bunch of card tables for Thanksgiving and kind of set them up all throughout the yard. I mean, we could just rent out the Golden Corral. Yeah, where? Because uh, if there's a corral around there, we'll pay for it. It's on us, you know. Downtown Brooklyn. Yeah. Corral. <laughs> I heard that Golden Corral in Brooklyn is amazing. By the way, there is no Golden Corral yeah. in Brooklyn. They, no, they nor, just opened the one up in New York City uh, during the pandemic, uh, but it's in the Bronx. But I still take. Oh, I didn't know there was the even one in New York. That's funny. <laughs> it's in the Bronx, of course. Yeah, of course. You go to yeah. a Yankees game, and then boom. actually, Staten Island would be where I expected to be. Yeah, frankly, that's but true. Whatever. That's true. Um, my God, man. I don't have kids in Austin yet, uh, so I got to work on that. But I do have kids in Dallas and in Houston. Okay. Um, when you I was come in Houston last weekend, yeah, uh, my I, I, brother I, I, lives in Houston, and then like. I have two kids there. I was just going to ask, um, when you come to Austin, do you have plans? Like, are you looking to impregnate women around Austin? Uh, yep, I have a woman who reached out to me who said she might be ovulating around that time. 
who's from Austin, and then I had a woman from Houston who's also ovulating around that time. Uh, and uh, if she tests positive, she'll make the drive up to Austin and meet me there. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and on your side, that's only about a three-hour drive from Austin for you in case you had to go down there as well. Um, but, uh, you know, out of uh, morbid curiosity here, um, do you hope, you know, when you die that maybe all the kids get together uh, and kind of be your pallbearers uh, for you in the end? You know, the kids are getting together as they're growing up, and a lot of them are bonding with each other. But generally, I'm getting like five together at a time, seven together, sometimes nine. It's very rare I'm going to pull into, you know, triple digits. Uh, th that hasn't happened yet. Uh, that being said, yeah, of course. Uh, unfortunately, you're probably right. It might just be at my funeral that they'll really all get together and show up. And um, I, But they enjoyed that. Too bad I'm going to miss it. You should just fake your own death. <laughs> once you're once you're done fathering kids, wait like five or ten years or so for yeah. them to all be. Well, I guess wait fifteen, sixteen years for them to all be somewhere close to adulthood. Fake your own death, have a funeral, and then show up. Surprise, motherfuckers! Yeah, and it's right? you and all 127 of them. Yeah, uh, and it's just like I love you guys. I just wanted to get together. I mean, it'd be a large selfie. Obviously, you're going to need a uh, different wide angle lens. Yeah, like one of those 70 millimeters. Probably yep. get uh, Quentin Tarantino out. He knows how to do it. Yeah, he can. He can shoot in 70. Um, and so Peter Jackson as well, you know, from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but then you're going to be walking for fucking three hours. I don't need that shit. <laughs> the Lord of the Rings sucks, dude. God damn it. <laughs> the books were actually good, but the movie version and how, the, and the, the series, TV version? I, have, I, can't, I can't watch it because it's going to be more of the same dumb shit. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> man, for, for you personally out there, do you ever uh, plan trips with any of these guys like to, to go to Disneyland or any of that stuff? I mean, I know money's tight for you. Nobody can afford to go to Disneyland anymore. Yeah. I mean, what, like, what do you do when the kids are asking for, for new Jordans or to go to Disneyland or something like that? What do you say? Dear old dad is, is poor. My understanding and my experience uh, having 127 children is that the kids really appreciate the time and the attention and the gifts are something that they'll end up playing with and then forgetting about pretty quickly. Uh, I don't think it really matters if you buy them sneakers from Walmart or brand name Nikes. Uh, I don't think that's in the end of what they're going to value in the long term, even though if it feels important to them. You know, when they're young, I think when they grow old, they'll remember the quality time and attention that they got. I think, uh, you know, I was able to practice the sight words and uh, we read a book together and I tucked her into bed. And I think uh, that was a free activity and uh, it was much more valuable than perhaps, you know, me purchasing them any kind of present. Uh, that being said, we do take uh, memorable vacations together. So I have a Disney cruise that'll be going on. Yeah. Next month. So you run out the you whole know, the ship? the mom's taking the, the kid, and sh she doesn't want to watch the baby the whole time she's on the cruise. She wants to be able to enjoy all the amenities, and uh, rather than hiring a babysitter, she just was able to pay for the fourth in room. Uh, so I don't think it really cost her all that much. And then I'm just going to watch the baby while she goes and, and gets a break. So uh, I think it's a win-win situation. So we do that, and... Some, I have some moms that are obsessed with Disney, so I'm, I'm doing a lot of trips in Orlando. Yeah, we've got a lot of people who are obsessed with Disney. Rob, is your wife one of those? Is she a Disney mom? That's the... Pretty, she's pretty Disney. She's don't, not, no, no, don't hedge. Yeah. Because it's, it's at a creepy level. Yeah. Delco is shaking his yeah. head. Yes. Delco He's saying, yeah. 
It's Warren ears for at least one of the conceptions. <laughs> no shit. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I understand. I understand. Uh, Stamos is like that as well. John Stamos has got a, a Disney obsession as well. Um, so, so it makes sense, and a lot of kids will tie it to that. That's because John Stamos looks like a goddamn Disney prince. He does. And he has since he was like 16, probably, and he will until he dies, apparently. He's like Aladdin. He looks like a, a sexy little Aladdin. You I know? don't know what this asshole's deal is, but he's... Uh, he, Stamos. I, I know he's a great dude, and one of my one of our friends, uh, uh, Giannis, is like beef fries with him. Yeah, so yeah. I know he's a good dude, but it still makes me mad. Why that he's that good looking? That he's that good looking, and and such a nice guy, and successful, and all that shit. Like he's got to be strangling cats yeah. or something. He's he's some deal with the devil's been made. I I agree. Uh, how do you <clears throat> feel about Roe v. Wade getting overturned? Somebody like you, you know, you got a hundred plus kids out there. Uh, what do you think of that? I'm not quite sure I care one way or another. I mean, if I was female and I was, uh, you know, of the age, maybe it would matter. I'm not quite sure why anyone in their 50s or 60s would really care about that or why any men should opine. I'm not quite sure how it affects them. Uh, it certainly doesn't affect me. I'm a 47-year-old male, and not, uh, <laughs> I don't know. people are up in arms about it. I, I don't really understand the whole issue. I think, uh, no, like, can't they just take it via, like, a pill? I don't really get why they can't just order a pill online. Like, do they really need to make it legal? <laughs> That'll be. I wish I had this carefree attitude about life that you do. Um, it's amazing. Like, I, it kind of makes me question what the fuck I'm doing with my own. To be honest with you, uh, after after hearing this, it it seems like you don't have one care in this world other than procreating and then maybe teaching some some math here and there. But that's kind of around your procreation schedule uh the whole thing again the wife beater the the whole sitch like i'm jealous i want you to know that i'm, I'm laughing out of out of jealousy right now i have a high tolerance for uh, stress i don't stress uh, very easily uh, or stress at all even when i should there's probably a happy medium of a, a healthy amount of stress but I found that stress doesn't really help anything it certainly doesn't help the fertility journal it's quite quite a stressful journey I'm sorry. Um, did you say? And, and, and did you say fertility affect. journal? Yeah. Do you keep a journal? Journey. Oh, journey. Oh, journey. journey. Fertility Thank journey. It, it's a lot of the women stress out about whether it works or whether it doesn't, and that stress I think is not conducive to helping them conceive. Um, I think some of the women that I'm helping are stressing too much, and I tell them, "Listen, I'm not stressing at all. So maybe the kid will just be perfect and stress just the right amount." <laughs> <laughs> all right. Before we continue. Uh, chatting with you about emptying your ball bag. We got some sponsors that put this shit wagon on the air. First and foremost, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Bet you fucked in a lot of these, friend. Uh, 30% off out there if you're uh, looking for a mattress and then two free luxury pillows right now. You get 30% off of the promo code drinking bros. Also, you get uh, 30% off of the promo code Drinking Bros for everything in the entire store. So if you want the pillows, the sheets, the mattresses, the adjustable base, you name it, you get 30% off. Now, if you want 40% off, you're going to have to get that bundle package, dog. That's the adjustable base and the mattress combined together. Uh, Once you have it, you can never go back. It's got a super sleek remote that is amazing, uh, and it's got all the options on it. Book mode, TV mode, uh, it vibrates from head to toe. It's got uh, USB ports in it, flashlights, so if you're you're trying to uh, 
uh, walk over to the toilet in the middle of the night. You're good to go there. 40% off if you get that bundle package. Now, when you check out at the bottom of the page, you're going to see a 60-month pay-as-you-go program. No interest as long as you have decent credit. If you check that box, uh, all the deals that I just mentioned are applicable with that. You can walk out of there with a brand new bedroom set for about 25 bucks a month. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Support for Drinking Bros is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package uh, includes the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code DRINKINGBROS at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 10 million balls out there. Uh, had these guys for years. Uh, I've got all the products from them. I've got the, uh, the ball trimmer. I got uh, the ear trimmer, the nose trimmer, all the things. Uh, and I've also got the new boxers that they have. Now it all comes together in a package. It's called the Performance Package 4.0. It's arrived, and God damn it, is it a game changer. Inside this package, like I said, you're going to get that lawnmower trimmer. You're going to get the weed whacker for your ear and uh, nose, uh, and then the crop preserver ball deodorant. Uh, You're also going to get the crop reviver toner, performance uh, boxer brief, which I talked about earlier, and a nice travel bag, nice little dot kit for your goodies. Uh, First off, the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming, and dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever. Uh, Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400,000 LED spotlight that you need for that precise shave. That's amazing. Uh, Didn't know about the spotlight. Didn't know what it was called. I'm learning something every single day. Because this trimmer is also waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. Uh, You thought that was good, but (laughs) if you want to take your grooming game even further, go to the next level. Get that Performance Package 4.0 that includes the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. Uh, All those guys are waterproofed as well. Uh, Manscaped is also throwing in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0. The boxers, the Manscaped boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. Uh, Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DRINKINGBROS at checkouts. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DRINKINGBROS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code DRINKINGBROS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. What about drugs? You can't do drugs, I'm assuming, right? Because it would kill uh, the sperm in your balls. Uh, or do you get high? Like, is there any drugs that you do? I had, uh, had a couple glasses of wine with dinner last night, uh, you know, and I think, uh, you know, I, I get a semen analysis quite often because when I go to the clinic, uh, some of the women are uh, trying, we're trying our own, but sometimes uh, if they're older, if they're in their 40s, then we need to use a clinic and they do a semen analysis. Uh, 
Uh, how much does a, a joint of marijuana really uh, affect it? Uh, I don't think it uh, has a major effect. I think it probably extensive heavy use uh, might uh, lower your sperm count, but I don't think it's something that really one or two joints uh, occasionally, but I was never really a big smoker. Yeah, most of my sperm are in wheelchairs now because I smoke so much weed. Yeah, uh, you've never seen an amount of weed like mm-hmm. this guy smokes right here. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. What's the oldest woman you've knocked up? I had a I had a, a woman in their fifties give birth this year. Holy shit! Uh, how how old was she? What was her exact age? Fifty? What? She lied about her age. She told me she was in her thirties. But uh, then when I went to the hospital for the delivery, uh, they kept on asking her what her date of birth is before they give her medication, and uh, she was giving some age in the 60s so i was like wait a minute you're not in your 30s you were born in the 60s well you know it's interesting the only way you can really be sure is to cut them in half and count the rings yeah so it's kind of the only way you can Uh, do that that's okay she didn't need to lie to me i would have helped her anyway uh you know it just the older you are sometimes if you're in your 40s more often than not you'll just need the help of a fertility clinic in fact this brazilian woman that asked me for help she's 38 and I suggested let's try on our own for a couple months, mm. and if it doesn't work, uh, we'll just go to Brazil and use uh, an affordable fertility clinic over there. Uh, the vast majority of U.S. states uh, don't really cover fertility coverage with your insurance plan. Uh, New York is the exception, but even then, there's a lot of exceptions to that rule. So uh, to get IVF treatment in the United States is north of $10,000, but you know, I'm going to Mexico in December, and it'll be under five grand there. And who pays for that, them? Yes, they're going to pay for the fertility treatments. Gotcha. Uh, and this this hot Brazilian that you keep talking about, when you see him in real life or online and they are attractive, do you pitch him that first of like, hey, let's give this the old college try and then I'll, I'll go into a cup? Because you said you spent three days with her. I didn't rent a car while I was here, so she was uh, helping me drive around to, to visit my children. Um, and... Certainly, I have moments of weakness where it's sometimes challenging to, uh, you know, insist on using a cup yeah. and I can be persuaded. But uh, generally, I'm really trying to uh, give it in the cup because, uh, you know, otherwise I really want to get retested again before I'm helping anyone else. And that just gets tedious to be doing that 10 times a month. So it's just a matter of time if I keep on having unprotected sex with enough women that I'd be infecting them instead of helping them. So I really do my best to try and be extra careful. Well, you know, they have those uh... sex because uh, she wants action. She doesn't want protected action. She'd want it unprotected. And a lot of these women and there's little donors out there that would, you know, have have sex with a lot of women. But they have to understand that the, the women are pretty high risk as well, because some of them are so desperate for a child that a lot of them might be trying with multiple donors. Mm. And it's just a recipe for disaster. You really have to be extra careful to just stick to using a cup and get tested often. And then I'm not putting myself at risk. But more importantly, I'm not going to be putting any of the other women that I'm helping this month at risk because... I have a woman that tested positive. She wants me to come over after I land tonight at 11 p.m. I had a woman who just asked me to fly out to Atlanta for Friday so I could help her. So I'm probably going to go to Atlanta, Georgia for the weekend. And, uh, you know, I'm sure they wouldn't appreciate if they knew that I was having unprotected sex with the other women, even if I trusted them. I don't think they would trust them. Mm. Yeah. I wonder, you know, they have uh, for people that have uh, diabetes, right? You used to have to prick your finger all the time and Mm -hmm. do all that shit. And now there's like a little implant yep. where it monitors your blood sugar level. I wonder if there won't be something like that sometime in the near future where just like a red light starts going off and AIDS. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, AIDS. like an AIDS, an AIDS alert button. AIDS. Yeah. Just over and over AIDS. Because then, you know, you're also alerting the community. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And obviously, if you're rich enough, you can beat it. Um, when you have had sex in person, what's the best position uh, to, to have a baby in? Is it reverse cowgirl? That's what I've been told. I try and put a pillow under their hip. Mm-hmm. And they're lying on their back. And then after you ejaculate, you just let them sit there for five, ten minutes and let gravity work. Do you ever give like your balls a warm up speech? Yeah. Like, you, hey, boys. Yeah. Like, or, or just play Rudy, Sean. Rule 76, <laughs> play like a fucking champion today. Yeah. Right? Sean Aston speech from Rudy. Or play the, play, Rocky, play the Rocky theme song right next to your fucking bean. Yeah, right next to your yeah. ball sack. Does music help? Uh, I, I, I think uh, when I'm producing the sample in a cup, I'm searching a porn. I'm not searching a soundtrack. I'm not listening to Spotify. I'm, I'm watching something sure. yeah. on Pornhub. No. Yeah. Yeah. Where, no. Where do you go to first on yeah, Pornhub? We've had this uh, yeah, debate yeah. in real life. Uh, do you go professionals or do you go amateurs? Or do you try to find somebody that looks somewhat like the the recipient? Yeah, like the Brazilian. That that's a big big fetish on Pornhub. Yeah, it's funny because uh, she has a fetish for Jewish guys, which is odd because that one's less common. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Um, yeah generally i'm just searching in google but i'm i'm a believer in the power of positive thinking yeah what i mean you always have been it may not the the song isn't necessarily for the sperm it's mostly for you for sure and if you're ever have another brazilian may i recommend hungry bitches ah we watched that yesterday on yesterday's show we watched a a movie uh, by a brazilian director correct yeah brazilian film hungry bitches i don't know how to say that in uh that language portuguese asshole uh well don't they spanish too isn't it half portuguese half spanish no okay uh whatever language it is uh that you're you're speaking there uh, i'm not sure how to say hungry bitches in portuguese um but it was a it was a lovely film uh, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Um, but what's your go-to on Pornhub? Where are you going first? You going amateurs? Yo, you going pros? What's the category? Not necessarily the website. Well, if I'm helping an African-American uh, lesbian couple conceive, then I'd be searching uh, African-American lesbian porn. Yeah, see, you that's know? what I was asking. If you yeah, go so after method. what the recipient... Method, yeah, 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 it makes sense. That, yeah. that actually does make sense to me for some reason. I don't know why. Really? I, yeah. had, a, uh, I had a trans man give birth... Uh, last week whoa and uh, that's less common but I, I tried that <laughs> it was it was a little different holy <laughs> shit so dude we've had a picture of of uh these these trans men uh pregnant and giving birth um so you actually did that yes yeah well he he gave birth uh just around a week ago to this gorgeous baby girl uh you know all my children are gorgeous but uh, i was just looking at this beautiful baby girl and it was so interesting because he has like a big beard and, uh, you know, he looks quite masculine, but, you know, he, he had a big pregnant belly and carried to term and uh, was able to deliver a beautiful, healthy baby girl. I, I, I remember when I was producing the sample, I was trying to search uh, trans men porn and you know, it did the job, but it was a little different, but sometimes a little variety is good. So you were able to jack off to trans porn is what you were saying? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, because that is also prevalent on Pornhub, so at least you can find that. Uh, but to your point about Jewish men on there, very, very small category. Why do you think that is, that uh, women aren't searching for Jewish men to fuck? 
Yeah, that's a good, good word question. We got to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> uh, that being said, I do have 127 children, so I don't know. It seems the sperm seems to still be in high demand, even if the action isn't. Yeah, yeah. I looked up. Uh, I, I searched the keyword Jewish on Pornhub, and there's 416 results. It's not a lot for Pornhub. Now, if yeah, I search, I think uh, the, the issue is uh, probably if you can get some Hasidic Jews to participate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's probably not a lot of content. I don't know about the demand. I think uh, that might be true. Actually, content yeah. maybe there would be better demand. Yeah, the, the large swaths of the population aren't really into this sort of shit. Not so. yet. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, they can be coaxed, but uh, you know, just for uh, there's there's billions of files, yeah, on Pornhub, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. only four hundred sixteen. Yeah. I think uh, how that's many, how many Amish? What, what about Amish? Porn? Yeah, there won't be any Amish. Ah, I, no, I go, try it. Okay. I think there'll be a lot of Amish ones because I think that's a weird one where it's <laughs> like, hey. I want to fuck in the back of a wagon, uh, and then I also don't want to use my cell phone <laughs> afterwards. Only they can't nineteen text you. for yeah, Amish. That's one of nineteen. Yeah. Damn. Dude. Uh, yeah. So we beat the Amish. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you can you can spike the football on that one. Yeah, you can definitely spike what the else? football on what that else? one. What other groups of people? I mean, that we. I don't think that some groups of people really get fetishized that much. You know Dagestani. Like yeah, but yeah. there will be Russian or Chechen all over the place. Oh, for sure, so, tons, tons of those. That's people. It, that's not a function of their not being Dagestani porn or or uh, you know people searching for it. It's that they don't. People in the West are too stupid to know the difference between different countries. Yeah. That's what it really is. I went to Russia to uh, conceive during the pandemic. Oh, did wow. you really? How, how was that? Yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, it was during the pandemic, so it was challenging to get in and get a visa. Uh, but uh, once I was there, there wasn't particularly any tourists. I'm sure it'll be a little different, but the prices were very affordable because they weren't really allowing anyone in. But I went to St. Petersburg and used a clinic there, and uh, we had a beautiful uh, baby girl born because of it. So those doctors, they know what they're doing. The fertility clinics there are quite talented. Yeah. What, what about like... Uh, Wait, like- Ru- Russian... Uh- 112,000 results. Yeah, there's yeah. tons. Tons. Quite a bit of that. Yes. And uh, I'm going to Georgia next month, uh, the country, not the state. Yeah, I'm going to sure. Georgia, the state, this weekend, but then I'm going to Georgia, the country, the first week of November. In fact, uh, right after Austin, I got to go be in, uh, not Tbilisi, which is the capital, but Batumi. But uh, they have very affordable clinics there. And I believe it's difficult now to get a hotel because there's been so many Russians that have been escaping. And invading Georgia just so because they don't want to serve in the draft. So I've been having trouble finding some lodging over there because normally it was quite cheap. But I was in Georgia twice over the pandemic and the hotels were almost nothing. But now it's very, very expensive to get a hotel in the country of Georgia. Yeah. And, and Ray Charles, the Georgia uh, On My Mind song, uh, he passed away, obviously. We never got to ask him if it was about the state or uh, the country that you, that's, uh, was you know owned by Russia. So you could play that to your balls to kind of get hyped. Mm. Uh, for that travel if you want um, and I think that would that would be a nice thing for you um, but in the future uh, is, is there any like age as far as like uh, I want to knock up a 70 year old like I want to be the first one to knock up the oldest person of all time you said 70 not seven right? correct correct uh, not definitely okay, not good. seven that's a different show different show okay, good um Really, uh, the, the once they are above 44, they're really going to need an egg donor. So they might be healthy enough to carry a baby, but they're not going to be able to use their egg because their egg quality won't be good. So they would have had to have frozen their eggs 
when they were in their 30s, and then they'd be able to carry the baby for another 10, 15 years. Uh, but, you know, it's dangerous. There's a lot of risks associated uh, as the woman gets older, um, you know, and of course, the most important thing is making sure that these moms, uh, you know, don't die during childbirth. <laughs> yeah. I'm a 70-year-old. I, I want to make the baby. I don't want to take the baby. You know, we want the mother to uh, raise the baby. Uh, so, no, I, I'm very happy with my record. I, had, I, had, I believe I had two women in, in their 50s uh, uh, delivered in the past year, and that's just fine. We got another question from the audience. Uh, someone's asking if you wear a protective cup to protect your balls. Yeah, because they're worth a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, first of all, they're not worth anything. Okay, I'm giving it away for free. Okay, it's not a money making scheme. Yeah, but that's uh, the freemium the, the model, right? Just direction. like a fucking it's app to, to the children. There's, there's no money coming back. Just, okay? For now, for now, notwithstanding right? my lunch at Golden Corral, generally it's well, a, it's an expense. Sometimes you got to treat lots yourself. Of expenses, not not a lot of money coming in. But yeah, um, but this is you're you're an IT guy. This is the freemium model, right? Like you started off for free, and now that it's catching on, you got a documentary coming out now. Stud service, right? Start to monetize yeah. Yep. yeah i don't know it's uh, these documentaries that i don't think are financially big successes i mean i hope and wish and pray that it does because you know the filmmakers are just wonderful it was their first documentary but they really did a great job with it um i haven't quite figured out how to monetize any of this fame uh maybe i'll be able to finagle a free case of heart seltzer from you guys Oh, 100%. But, uh, when you're, when you're about, here... That's about it. Yeah, when you're here, we'll bring one to the premiere, uh, and then we'll crack some hard AF seltzer with you and really, you know, celebrate your life because uh, you're a hero and you deserve it, obviously. Um, uh, mathematician-wise, um, mathematician-wise, uh, was Goodwill Hunting bullshit, yes or no? Oh, uh, it's been a while since I've seen that movie, but I do remember enjoying it. That's really what a movie's for. It's for entertainment. Um, I'm going to be on CNN on November 20th at 10 p.m. on the season premiere of This Is Life with Lisa Ling. It's her, I believe, ninth season of this show, and it's also her final season. And the first episode of the season will just be uh, almost an hour of uh, just me and uh, they're meeting a couple of the moms and women that I helped. Is she the one that got kidnapped by North Korea? Was that her? I don't remember. I, 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 she was the one that was on The View. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, do you ever pull out your balls and say, what, what do you think of them apples? <laughs> no. Okay. I don't know why. I don't even I don't even like what my balls are played with. I really just let them be. Yeah, because oh, you're really? trying to you're trying to protect them. I understand, man. If they get, they're delicate. Yeah, whether, if, they get, if they get tangled whether, up, whether they're like worth money or whatever, they're clearly worth something to you because you've put them to a lot of use. You know what I mean? I mean, you've fathered 130 goddamn children. So yeah, I mean, you've really been pumping them out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I have, and. uh I was doing around two or three a year for the first 10 years, but then uh, it was really in the past five years that those numbers started to grow. Now, was that intentional on your part, or, or that's just how the biz was? Better, was the biz slow? Better medicine, too. Yeah, medicine. and then will the recession affect it? Because we're, going, we're about to hit a, a nasty recession as well. I don't know. I mean, certainly COVID didn't affect it, which mm. I thought it was. But, you know, it's funny because then my work schedule opened up because I didn't have to teach in person. So I was able to travel more. And then all of a sudden the flights got extra cheap. So it was like this perfect storm of like, 
being able to travel and uh, have all this free time and uh, you know all these ten dollar flights. Uh, so uh, I don't know. You never really know. Uh, do, do people have less children during a recession? Probably, I guess. But uh, I doubt it'll affect anything. <laughs> during the pandemic, did you put a mask over your balls? I, I didn't. <laughs> no, I. I uh, I wasn't particularly careful, but it was funny because I remember coming to Texas, making a donation at the height of the epidemic, and I was leaving LaGuardia Airport in New York City, and everything was closed. It was literally a ghost town. And then I would land in Dallas, and it was like business was booming, regular, oh, yeah. everything was open. Yeah, <laughs> go to Chick-fil-A and get whatever you want. And it was just so bizarre because it's the same country. It was yeah. just literally night and day. A lot of people don't know this, but we spent the first couple of months of the pandemic shooting all of the COVID. Yep. Um, and we also, I don't know if you, you know this, we also have a, a governor in a wheelchair and um, he lost a race to a tree. And after that, <laughs> um, he was just like, well, fuck it. If, I, if I'm fucked, you're all fucked. So no mask. You can do whatever you want in this state. And that's kind of how he rolls, pun intended, at the end there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look. I, we I can give him a call, and we can see if we can roll him out to the premiere um, because it is right before midterms. Uh, midterms are coming up. I think that'd be a good look if he was there. He needs a little star power. There's not a lot down here to be real with you. Uh, once Deshaun Watson left, um, who was you know obviously another great father. Um, it, it was kind of the superstars went away from Texas, so maybe we can get him out and roll him into the premiere, and oh, that'll wait. be a nice thing for midterms. I don't think oh, is I don't this think, Abbott. Is, yeah, is Greg that Abbott, Abbott yeah. against Beto. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's yeah, Beto or is it Beto or Beto? How does how does uh, the maid it's, pronounce it's, it? It's Robert. It is okay. His name's Robert. All right, I wasn't sure how <laughs> the maid match. was pronouncing it. Yeah, it's <laughs> so weird. Yeah, kind of a weird situation. It is, yeah. uh, but but look, all of this is weird, you know. But it's it's starting to become more popular and acceptable, like you're saying. Uh, for instance, Dancing with the Stars this season and their new season, uh, it's the kid that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, uh, had sex with the maid. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, and never had contact. Did you ever with. see like He's on this on the show? That one's really bizarre. I know that I, statistically speaking, and psychologically speaking, men don't cheat. With hotter women, it's not about that for men. Mm-mm. It's more about like what they get, emo- conquest or emotional from the woman or whatever else, right? But I wasn't expecting Arnold Schwarzenegger's side piece to look like the maid from Family Guy. What's extra interesting is, is that uh, they call me the Spermator, but mm. the original Spermator was actually Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. because... When he had that illegitimate child with his nanny, uh, you know, his obviously fame was from the Terminator, and then they called him the Sperminator. So it used to be when you Googled Sperminator, all you saw was just articles about Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then now when you Google Sperminator, it's basically just me. Uh, So I, I really did him a solid. You sure did, um, because that guy didn't have enough money. And I, I think what, what he was probably wishing is that there was a Jewish man from New York uh, who was just knocking up hundreds of women for free uh, and then getting half of his wages garnished to pay for, for these kids. And that's probably what Arnold was hoping for. Uh, but the Sperminator's a great name. Did you try to trademark it? Is it a great name? I'd yes. rather a name that doesn't have sperm in it. Well, what, I mean, look, what, what are you slanging there? What, what, what's that hog look like uh, between your legs? Were we talking a solid eight, uh, nine? Because then you go off of something like that, you know? 
think if I really need to monetize, uh, that's why I'll make an OnlyFans. Maybe yeah, that's, there you go. That's exactly where I was going with this. I got a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah, <laughs> no, but uh, the truth is, I, I would like. Uh, I'm, I'm embarrassing my kids. I think enough. I think the last thing they need is uh, for me to be, uh, you know. Doing porn. Hey, look, that doesn't stop single mothers all over the country from doing exactly that. I know. Uh, What about Hogzilla? Hogfather, uh, you know. Well, you know, uh, I was trying to push uh, America's dad because the original (laughs) America's dad was Bill Cosby. Yeah, well. And now that he was giving quaaludes uh, to uh, uh, women and uh, having sex with them when they were incapacitated, I feel like they can't. Well, in America's dad anymore, so I feel like that moniker is up for grabs. Mm. And even though I have children in other countries, I do feel like I have over a hundred in the U.S. So why not take over America's dad? I like America's dad. I, yeah. I like I that. Mean, the it trademark was... is owned by Fox, right? Because it's a Seth MacFarlane show, but not well. Oh. American dad, right? So not yeah. America's dad. I guess, so yeah. uh, after Cosby, I don't know if you know this, but uh, America's dad actually went to Bob Saget. Now Saget's dead. So I look, I think you're next in line for the throne there uh, at that point. Where were you at on 9-11? I was in New York City. You were in, you were in New York City? Were you close to the towers? Uh, no, not particularly. I was living in Queens, but I remember I did, I did put in for a free air conditioner unit. I said it broke because of the dust. And, uh, <laughs> they, they sent me a $600 unit with 16,000 BTUs. So I was close enough to get the free AC from FEMA, but uh, no. But that, you know, certainly I remember that time. I, I was going into the city quite often, and I, I used to party in the Twin Towers all the time. They used to do great parties on the roof, uh, you know, the windows of the world. They had a great restaurant on the top, and they used to do some live music on wednesday nights i used to go quite often yeah no i, I was just I'm, I'm always curious when you meet you know like a, a real new yorker like yeah. yourself everybody's got a story everybody's got a story yeah. and uh and you know they're all like relatively interesting too it's not like everybody's got a story about the time they went fishing i'm like all right shut the fuck up dude right well after all that death uh, that's really what inspired me to help repopulate and uh, have all these children and uh, i think uh, my next trip really needs to go to the ukraine and all that death and destruction that took place over there maybe we could go there and give them some business so you're like a johnny appleseed but with cum maybe uh, people die in puerto rico maybe i'll go there sounds a little more appealing than ukraine yeah down in pr the women are hot uh the the weather's nice you can get into some crypto uh they're not going to find you tax wise you could really evade everything that's going on here uh, and everything that you owe ukraine's a little different um you know if you wanted to take your cock to the subway kind of like you two did uh and play you know uh or just j- jack off in the subway for the people of ukraine kind of the way that you know bono and you two played to help out that country um i think that would be a nice thing i know Zelensky's looking for for more american support sending america's dad would certainly be a step in the right direction i would I send think. america's dad and also america's daddy yeah, <laughs> and, and the Ukrainian women are quite attractive. Very attractive, well, it's, it's, and that's it, why this war is so sad. Dan and I have talked about yeah. this numerous times. It's A or B, right? It's either attractive; they look like an old Polish lady. You know what I mean? Which is, you know, maybe that's just what it turns into over time. But that's your grandma. You love that woman. Yeah, so it's fine. Yeah, you you love that woman. Um, and now, has any of the, the the wives ever died, or the ladies ever died? And then the 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 kids are in the will, and they're like, "Hey, you've got to take care of this kid now. I'm dead." None of the mothers, thank God, have died. Uh, but uh, obviously, you know, sometimes I do try and l- ask them, you know, what do you want me to do? Uh, certainly, if they ask me to take over and uh, 
I wouldn't want the kids to go to foster care, so I will step up to the plate. But if the mother's wishes were that it goes to their sister or to their mother or someone else that they were very close with, then obviously that's uh, what I uh, would do. Uh, technically, uh, even if we did sign anything, it, there's really all the rights to go to the father once the mother dies. And sometimes it's not really death. Like I had child protective services that took the child away from one of my mothers, and then I ended up having to step up to the plate and intervene because I didn't want the child going to foster care. So I ended up uh, placing the child with another one of my children's mothers. So now these two brothers are growing up together. And of course, we're hoping and praying that the mother will regain custody. But at least it's a really type of family unit where a lot of these uh, mothers that I helped uh, feel very connected and appreciated and uh, look at these other kids as almost their nieces and nephews and more than just a you know, their ex-donor, their donor's uh, children. So uh, they don't look to me as a donor. A lot of them do look to me as family. Yeah, I, I feel the same way when I go to Olive Garden. Um, what can we expect out of this documentary uh, that might shock some people? I think they chronicle a little bit of uh, the, the struggles that I faced over the past uh, few years. Um, so it uh, really, they, it, they started when I had only just 20-something children mm. and then chronicled it over the past few years and uh, I think it really features a little bit the relationship with my son, uh, who's 19 now, who for some reason does not want to take over the family business, <laughs> and then also the struggles that it caused uh, with my family members who are quite old-fashioned. Okay. Are we going to see any footage of any conceptions at all, or is that kind of maybe for a sequel? Oh, yes. Uh, is Lots there, of conceiving. Is it really? Yeah. I mean... I'm making babies two, three times a week. Yeah. <laughs> so they were following me around probably for a hundred days. So there's a boatload. There's probably a whole montage of donations. Uh, of course, uh, the, the, you might have to pay extra for the deleted scenes. I don't think it, they all made the cut. So uh, it, it's done nice and tastefully. Now, that's the, that's the only fans. You want that behind a paywall. Yeah, or a blooper reel, you know, where you just kind of miss the cup or, mm -hmm. you know, you're just like, it's like a Benny Hill song. Yeah, I'm a professional ejaculator. <laughs> I'm not missing any cups. Oh, look at that. Um, for the shot, do you what like, do you reckon? Do, yeah. do you Is hold, it like Jordan? Do you hold a hold pose? Hold a pose yeah. after you take the shot or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes they're quite impressed with how efficient I am. Kobe. I you done already. Kobe. Yeah. Do you I don't know if I really want to advertise that, but... That's fine. Sometimes you just want to get it over with. No, nah, no, nah, I understand. I understand. Um, especially with the trans one, you know, that's got to be tough. Uh, is that the first time you ever jacked off to a dude with a beard? Yeah, the, uh, that's not what's tough. The hardest is when the, there's no Wi-Fi, you know, for some reason you're like a dead zone. And then you just got to use your imagination and that just takes a little extra. Or sometimes it gets a little more challenging if obviously it's the second donation of the day and it takes a little bit longer. And where does that imagination go for you? Does that go to like first love, uh, you know, a weird night in Cancun, uh, maybe a relative who got a little too, a bit too handsy on Secretary's Day? Like, how, wh where does that go for you mentally? Like a, a, a prior encounters, you know? Okay, okay. Uh, any faves in particular? Like, what, what, was your, what was the one night where you're like, man, I wish I could go back and, and fuck that hard like every night? I had a, uh, I, I think that's what I was doing all throughout my 20s. Uh, I, I wasn't making children, but that, I wouldn't be completely surprised if I have some children floating around from my 20s that were just unintended pregnancies. How many 23andMe um, alerts do you get per day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
it's funny because I had a woman that, um, that I was due in August. But then I was reaching out to her on Mother's Day, just saying, how's it going? How's the pregnancy going? And she ghosted me. She just did, did stop responding to any of my messages. And I said, okay, that's fine. You know, if she really, that, you know, sometimes they want to make sure that she's a lawyer. So I thought maybe she's risk averse and she just changed her number. Turns out she changed her number because there was a, uh, uh, an ex-boyfriend who thought the baby was his. Uh, so she ended up reaching out to me in September and said, I, I wasn't ghosting you. I changed my number because this ex-boyfriend was harassing me. She broke up with her ex-boyfriend and ended up having a baby with me because I think he had the sickle cell trade or something along those lines. So she wanted a, me to do a paternity test so that she'll know that the child was mine and not his. And then he, he, he can, she can show that to him. Uh, what we ended up uh, doing is I told her, just let's do 23andMe, which is really just a cheaper version of a paternity test. But sure. every once in a while, you know, I have children in other countries. And uh, just this month, I was able to get my uh, twin children in Hungary uh, U.S. citizenship. Because mm. as long as I have, I have uh, I'm the father, and father is a U.S. citizen, then all the children that I conceive are U.S. citizens as well. So I, I've got my daughter in Africa, uh, U.S. citizenship. And, uh, of course, she's now living in Missouri. And then I got my uh, twins in Hungary, U.S. citizenship. And those uh, generally require a paternity test, which is quite expensive. Uh, it cost me around $1,000 for that paternity test. Because it was twins, so I had to pay twice. Yeah, somebody was asking in the chat, uh, the most amount of babies at one time, twins, triplets, any quads in there? I have uh, a set of twins that's due, that's on the way, and that'll be my eighth set of twins. Oh, congratulations. Uh, triplets or quads. Yeah, congratulations. Um, so, I, so that's, I mean, just in those eight women, that's 16 kids. That's pretty sweet, as far as numbers yeah, go. Well, over 40 of my children have a full sibling. So a lot of the women that reached out to me uh, they wanted uh, came back for another child so that the kid will have a full sibling. Okay. Uh, any thoughts of getting them together for uh, maybe a pickleball tournament or a five-on-five? Five I mean, or a full soccer, a goddamn soccer game. I mean, that's 11-on-11, 11 11, you know? Yes. We got to do, uh, I guess, uh, the north versus south. You know, we'll make up some teams. America's well, dad's really summer camp. Many on the West Coast, um, <laughs> U.S. against the world. I like how you said North and South because uh, a Civil War reenactment with that many people would be. I, I mean, that's probably around the right number. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but the the, the bulk of my kids are really uh, close to where I live. So New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. We're looking at around sixty kids. So roughly half are just those three states. Uh, but I do have kids spread across around twenty different states. Okay, what about race? Uh, what's the predominant race of, of these women who are asking you uh, for your ball yeah, that's juice? that's a good question. You know, people ask me that, but it's hard to say because I'm never really sure. Are they African-American or Hispanic? Uh, so it's a little difficult. Like, I don't, I'm not really asking. Uh, you know, I'm sure they told me at some point, but I don't record it. Like, wh what if they're Puerto Rican? Then what race do I classify them as? So Mexican. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I do know that I, I covered basically all the races, uh, all the religions, uh, even all the orientations. Sure. Yeah. I, look, we don't see race either, so I, I totally understand. Uh, now's the point in the show we get to the drinking bro of the week, which is someone who has inspired you or helped you become the person you are today. Uh, who would you like to give that to? Yeah. I mean, I my father only had seven children. Uh, but, only. You know. He, he, yeah. Well, he um, was a great father. Um, certainly he taught me how to be a good father and I, I just uh, hope and wish that I'll be able to be half the father that uh, he was to me. Of course, that'll never happen. I'm never going to be able to provide for my children financially the way my father was able to support me. And I certainly will never be able to 
tuck my kids into bed at night, uh, you know, and tell them bedtime stories in the same way that my dad was able to do for me. But I, I certainly think that's something to aspire to. Well, I mean, look, you could record a bedtime story as like a podcast or something. And I then- do a lot of that. I'm doing a lot of video chatting and, uh, and, and things like that to keep uh, in touch with kids uh, from other countries and other states. Uh, any of your kids know Braille by any chance? No. Okay. Okay. I, I, only reason I ask, I got a, a blind buddy of mine. He doesn't have any friends, so I was going to pair him up. Maybe they can meet at the premiere or something, but uh, I'll kind of look elsewhere for that. Um, but in the meantime, the movie is called Baby Daddy, correct? That's the name of the documentary? It, it's The Baby Daddy, yes. The Baby Daddy. And what night is that premiering at the Austin Film Festival? Obviously, we are here. We will be there opening night with some hard AF seltzer for you. Uh, do you have the date and the time in the theater by any chance? Or have they provided that info yet? Yeah, I'm sure you can go to the Austin Film Festival website, but it's on the Saturday night. So it's on the 29th and the 31st, but the 29th will be the first night. And that's Saturday night. I believe it's around 730. Oh, perfect. Uh, actually, my, my parents are in town. And then don't forget CNN on November 20th at 10 p.m. for This Is Life with Lisa Ling season premiere. Yeah. It was her sister, by the way, that got kidnapped by the North Koreans. Oh, really? Yeah, younger yeah, that's sister. What I thought. Yeah. What ended up happening with her? Did they take her leg? Uh, <laughs> no, I think they just released Bill, her. Bill Clinton got her out. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. No, she, but they didn't take a leg. It wasn't during the Clinton administration. He just kind of went over as a special hey, envoy. Give me that woman back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, Ari. I'm looking forward to going oh, to this I'm movie. Excited. I'm looking forward to the premiere. <laughs> Do you party? Are we going out? Are we doing blood? Like anything like uh, that we need to, to keep on tap for you here besides the hard AF seltzer? Uh, let's go. I don't want to fly with any of my paraphernalia, so I'm counting on you to supply. Yeah, oh, well, don't I, worry I, about absolutely. that. What, what are you into? We'll, we'll grab it for you. Uh, you know, I'm, I never turn anything down. <laughs> just like dan yeah. that's perfect okay perfect uh ari nagel uh is his name remember it he is a legend a hero a father uh and more importantly a teacher uh and he's america's dad Amer- america's dad we're gonna get that to stick bob saget is dead okay he's not coming back to life ari nagel is still alive Those and i think he's locked up he right. deserves that title yeah well no cosby's out uh, he got off on a technicality. I'm not sure if you remember, but uh, they actually let him out of prison, so he's out right now. Uh, but, you know, listen, I'm, I'm flex. If somebody <laughs> else wants America's dad, I could do inseminator, I could do ejaculator, anything but sperminator, I think. So the sperminator one's the one that gets you. Like ejaculator, you think is the is the game winner for you? Like, I don't know. No ejaculator sounds like a bandit who just pounds off in public and shit. Or like with Goose in the original Top Gun, you know? Ejector sounds uh, like a superhero. Uh, ejaculator? We did have jack off, man. Remember Randy Quaid? Right. A, a guy who jacked off and came acid or whatever the fuck? You know, my, my kids just call me dad. You know? <laughs> but they don't call you America's dad? No. <laughs> Some of them call me daughter dad. Most of them just call me dad. Uh, one last question here from the audience before we get out of here. Who do you want to play you in a movie if they, if they make a, uh, an HBO or a Netflix movie about you? Listen, I got a lot of mouths to feed. I, I want to get in on that action. You know? <laughs> I haven't figured out how to monetize it, but if possible, I want to play myself. Oh, you what do you guys think? <laughs> I'm thinking, I don't, this is off the top of my head, uh, Bradley Cooper or Hunter Biden. It's a, it's a tight race for me right now. I don't know which one. Uh, you got- Vince Vaughn had some kind of uh, you know, um, sperm donor movie. I enjoyed that. That was good. Did oh, a good yeah. job with that. 
Yeah, that's right. Look, maybe he's down for another one. Uh, maybe he'll be in town and be at the premiere. Uh, you can join us October 29th uh, at the Austin Film Festival to check out The Baby Daddy. Ari Nagel, this was uh, very fun and very educational today. Thanks for stopping by Drinking Bros Podcast. Uh, you bet. My pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, D'Anthony, you met a hero today. Mm. How do you feel? Uh, I'm fine. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, I'm good. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Go to iTunes, rate the show a five star, and leave a quick review, or go to Spotify. That's just a five star, and you can walk away. It's all the advertisers really care about. For Ari Nagel, D'Anthony, D'Anthony Holloway, I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros Podcast. Good night, everyone.